Welcome to HBCU 468, brought to you by ESPN's The Undefeated. This weekly podcast looks at life inside and outside of sports from the unique perspective of the Roden Fellows. Handpicked students from six historically black colleges and universities. They're young, they're smart, and they are living one of the most unique experiences in American higher education. I'm Bill Roden, and here are this week's Roden Fellows. I'm Isaiah Smalls from Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Donovan Dooley from North Carolina A&T in Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm Simone Benson from Morgan State University in Baltimore, Maryland. Hello, everybody. I'm coming to you from sunny Los Angeles while the fellows are back in New York City. I was out here last week attending the ESPYs, which stands for Excellence in Sports Performance Yearly. There were a few funny moments, but nothing compared to the 2016 award when Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James addressed the shooting deaths of several police officers, as well as the deaths of Philando Castile in Minnesota and Alton Sterling in Baton Rouge. This was very, very powerful. According to a database run by the Washington Post, 523 people have been killed this year by police, and one in five have been black. Lately, it seems like political news has dominated headlines. There were no protests and there are no demonstrations at this year's ESPYs. But I do appreciate those four brothers for making that statement. On today's show, we're going to cover a little lighter topic, the NBA Summer League, and the new list from the undefeated that has everyone buzzing. After surveying over 10,000 adults, the undefeated compiled a list of the 50 best black athletes ever. So you know it's controversial in the best way. Each week, they'll be unveiling 10 players, starting from 50. But before we get into that, we're going to play a quick trivia game. When it's me versus the fellows, I ask them something I think they should know, and they will do the same. Isaiah starts off. All right, Mr. Roden, I got a stumper for you. (laughs) Of course. I need you to name all three of the Ball brothers in a descending order. Oh, you kidding me? That's the Ball Brothers. Yes. In or in descending no order. In descending order. No mess ups. Okay. Uh, ball one, ball two, oh, ball no. three. Okay. Next. <laughs> nah, nah. That's not cutting it. I think we're gonna take that W. Yeah. Um, Next. Do you want to know the answer? Yes. Alonzo. <laughs> That's not it. Ball one. Lonzo, ball two. Leangelo, and LaMelo. Yeah, he ain't Dr. Seuss. Yeah, this isn't Dr. Seuss. <laughs> he ain't Dr. Seuss. This is not Dr. Seuss. Okay. I've got one for you. Go ahead. Tell me when and where did Wilt Chamberlain make history by scoring 100 points, and who did he score it against? <laughs> I got you. Tick. I get eight talk. seconds. I get eight seconds. Wait. Oh wait a minute. We have eight seconds for this? Yeah, you did it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah you, you forgot your own rule. You no, forgot your own rules. Nah, okay. His, he, Go ahead. Tell me you have eight seconds. Seven. Come on. Seven, six. Come on. You gotta five. Right. Four. Gotta be three. <laughs> two. New York one. Knicks. Uh New York Knicks Hershey Sports Arena in Hershey, Pennsylvania. What year? 1962. Okay. Very good. You guys win this round. (laughs) 
Okay. We'll take that W. We'll take that one. Okay. That's good. Hey, uh, my, my, my producer, Aaron, where were you with the answer, dear? Anyway. <laughs> we'll we'll work on this next week. Okay, this week, <laughs> fe- fellows fellows won. Oh, folks, you know what? Last week we had Justin Tinsley helping us out, so that's no fair. He's but, hey, to anyway, listen. Huh? That, that was unfair. From yeah, the that beginning. was unfair. Anyway. He's closer to it was unfair. The Ball Brothers. I gave you something it, it, really easy, but that's okay. Hey guys, let's talk about summer summer league. Uh summer league in the uh, summer, summer league I I've always found summer league is one of the most intriguing seasons in the NBA A because it comes right after uh the NBA championship and it comes before the NFL season and training camps begin. Uh so now we're in the middle of the NBA season and this is uh essentially where the league's rookies uh get acclimated to the NBA and prepare for the regular NBA season, which starts at the end of October. So Summer League has been going on for a few weeks now. Let, let me ask you, Isaiah, uh, whose performance has been the biggest surprise? Uh, why, why don't we start with the New York Knicks and get the hopelessness out of the way? Well, I mean, of course, Frank Nilekina, he hasn't played at all. So that'll be terrible. Uh, honestly, I think that he's be, hurt, right? Yeah, yeah, he got hurt in the uh, final game in his French league, and I remember Don and I were having a conversation about this beforehand, and I said, I remember vehemently saying he should not play. Like you're about to play for the New York Knicks, one of the most well-known <laughs> franchises in the world. You should not play. Yet, yet, yet the basketball. Yeah, but guys, you know, but, but the it's the Knicks. Still, could waiting. you know this was going to happen, uh, I, Donovan? You knew I mean, this was going to happen. I mean, oh yeah. He kinda, I mean, you kind of yeah. okay. I I can't really blame the kid for trying to go and win the championship. I can't really blame him for of that. Some, of what? He was yeah. in Europe. That was, that was that was where he was playing at the time. Yeah. He wanted to get a championship. Yeah, I can't blame those him twelve for that. minutes. I can't blame him. He only scored five points, dude. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Only the Knicks. I mean, yeah, of course, only the Knicks. That, right. but I mean, the but, biggest surprise, you know, this summer league has been my boy Donovan Mitchell from Louisville. I did not see this coming. I can't. I can't even lie to you. He is feisty. He plays with a lot of heart. I mean, his shot selection, you know, it needs a little bit of work, but he's an electric scorer. I mean, he Where dropped, is he playing? Uh, he's playing in Utah right now. He got drafted by Utah, and he dropped 37. Oh, he didn't have anything else to do. Either. <laughs> 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 he's giving those Jazz fans some hope after, uh, you know, they lost Hayward. So I like him. He dropped 37 the other night, eight steals. He's averaging, what, like five steals a game? Yeah. It's It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, um, that's actually a great point, Isaiah. You know, Donovan Mitchell, you know, shout out to the namesake. You know, it's just a great – you see how greatness comes from that name, you know. Donovan, oh, God. such a great name. Good but, you know, you, keep, keep going that route. We're going we're gonna to bust this segment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'll get back on subject. My biggest surprise <laughs> in the summer league has been Bam Adebayo for the mm. plays for the Miami Heat. Kid from Kentucky, strong physical presence. I think he's going to be a very key player for Miami this season as he backs up Whiteside. I mean, the kid has been putting in work, Mr. Rowe, and he's had double doubles in like all his games down in Orlando. He's been doing real work. He's been showing skills and showing progression in his game. I really like it. I think he's a big surprise. How, how, how has how has the Philadelphia rookies uh, been doing? Okay. Uh, and not, not even not only the Philadelphia rookies, just the Philadelphia young people. How have they been doing? Well, sadly, you know, Markel Fultz got hurt, uh, and so they kept him out. He sprained his ankle, and what I believe the third game, the yeah, game. it was the nah, second game. It was third game. It was third game. It was third game. Yeah, 
He sprained his ankle. So, I mean, A made the smart decision. Keep him out. The same thing with uh, Brandon Ingram. He got hurt that second game. Magic Johnson pulled the plug. Can't well, they just it. pulled the plug on Lonzo, too. Nah, yeah, they, nah he, played. he played. Well, he played. They, well, they're trying to sit him down because they said he hurt his groin. So, well, I want I want to ask you that, Simone and 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 and, and fellow. You know, we could talk about everybody else now. Before we leave the East, what about Boston? Because just as the Knicks Jason. always do terrible, and they you could always they're cursed. Boston is doing pretty well. I mean, I have hope. I have hope with um, Tatum because, like, I think I think he's uh, pretty like poised and composed. You know, for um, as you watch him play, and like his his post game is looking good right now. So, I mean, that I I I think that he's he's he hasn't been slept on, but I think he's somebody to look out. You know, to keep an eye on, and his three point shot. If they were worried about it before they before they drafted him about his three pointer, but his three point shot got is it's getting improving. Definitely. That's actually a great point, Simone. When you look at Tatum, I think Tatum has the chance to have the biggest impact of any of these rookies so far here. Because when you look at Tatum, I think his success will determine how far Boston can grow from here. If if Tatum comes in, he's giving you eight points, four rebounds, just typical rookie numbers, Boston's going to stay behind Cleveland. Right. But if Tatum can show the same stuff he's showing in this year's summer league, if he can give, a, if he can give the Boston Celtics at least 16 and 8, Right. Boston might be able to take the next step and get to a finals. But I'm interested to see what you guys think. Who do you feel like is going to be the biggest impact as far as these rookies go for summer league? Um, uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, I'm, I disagree with you, honestly. Uh, you, Jason Tatum, he's, he's going to be great. He is going to be great. He's going to be great. I think, I think I, I'm going to – I'm keeping my eye on him. I'm keeping my eye on him. And, I, you know, at first I was keeping my eye on Alonzo. But you know, after the first game, I think – I'm not even going to, like, put him down for the first game. You know what? He did terrible. I think it's because he was adjusting to realizing that he is not the best person on the on the floor anymore. Like, he has to play against people that are equally as good as him now. The, the elephant in the room is Lonzo Ball. Simone, you brought him up before. How is this guy doing? I mean, with all the hype, you know, his father just said he won a reality show. <laughs> you know, how well, they're is, having in, one on in real Facebook. numbers, how is he doing? How's, <laughs> how, is, how is Lonzo doing? Honestly, I think uh, – and contrary to what uh, Donovan just said, I believe Lonzo is going to have the biggest impact this year. He's probably uh, – he may struggle at first a little bit, just like he did and that he first did. game. he did. He did struggle. But I feel like he's going to have the biggest impact. You know, that game last night, uh, I was reading somewhere that Luke Walton told him to be more aggressive just in terms of scoring because, you know, the passing will always be there. He's a very, very good passer. But, you know, you, know, you saw what he did last night. 36 points, 8 rebounds, 11 assists. Mm. Of course – but wait – the, we have to highlight the fact that he was wearing the Kobe's. He was, oh yeah, had that Mamba mentality. Yeah, he had that Mamba mentality. No big Baller brand. I mean, I mean, that's. I just feel like you know he he had to change it up real quick. I feel like that three point percentage, the, his three point percentage in summer league has been kind of down, but you know, in time he'll be able to bring that back up. I still think that he's not much of a shooter though. Um, he's, he's definitely not, but he he's a pass. He's a good. He, I think that the Lakers need him. He's a good, uh, you know, passer, and he shows. And it, and you know, even though we're com- we're not comparing him to Kobe at all, and no, because we're no, just talking about no, the no. shoes, yep, just talking the about shoes. the shoes. The shoes. But contrary to uh, contrary to that, on um, the Lakers has a good have a good ball passer on the team now instead of you know maybe even though he's not the best shooter. Let, let, let me let me ask you guys this before we uh, wrap up this segment: Who do you think this time next year, summer, you know, July of twenty eight? Who, which rookie do you think that we're going to be raving about? Tatum. 
like I said, I think Tatum has the biggest, the chance to have the biggest impact because he's going to a winning team. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I think his success and his growth will be key into where Boston goes yeah. next season. Definitely. So I definitely think it might be Tatum in that for the mm-hmm. answer. I think it's Tatum. I, I I disagree with both of them. I'm going to say Lonzo Ball. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy into that. Uh, Lavar's you know crazy. Oh, they're going to the playoffs this year. Like no, I don't believe that. I just think that. He's going to make that team tremendously better than he they might. were last year. He might, but he also might struggle. I think Lonzo's game is going to well, be tough. struggle. Well, I think between— I think, I think it's going to be tough for him coming into the league. He's going to try to have to find, like, you know, his true niche because, like teams say, teams know he's coming in as a passer. So is he going to develop that killer instinct to where he come in, oh, I'm going to drop 10 the first quarter, so you got to respect me, and then I'm going to go out and drop these dimes. Is he going to be able to do that? We still got to see. I think you're just. Well, I think he's just. Yeah. Well, you know what? I disagree. I. I, I mean, I like I said. I'm. I'm keeping my eye on Tatum. Um, I do think Lonzo's going to definitely have. Um, by by this time next year, he's definitely his name is not going anywhere. Um, Ingram, Ingram, between the two, like if if Ingram can get better, then I think there will be a good powerhouse together, though. Uh, well. We'll we've see. got a, we, we've got a lot to look forward to. We've got the rest of the summer, and we've got uh, the beginning of the uh, season. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss the undefeated's new list of the top fifty black athletes. Stay tuned. If you're just now tuning in, you're listening to HBCU 468. I'm here with Isaiah Smalls, Donovan Dooley, Simone Benson. We're switching gears from summer league to rating athletes. Over the coming weeks, the undefeated will be unveiling a list of the top 50 black athletes ever. Uh, In April, over 10,000 adults were surveyed and asked to rank 200 athletes in four different categories. Overall ranking, dominance, inspiration, and impact on society. That's quite a feat. Currently, you can find on the Undefeated's website, athletes ranked 50 to 41, as well as the 10 athletes who didn't make the list. We all have got a lot to discuss. Let's, let's start with the 50 to 41 list. I'll read the names. Number 50 is Tim Duncan. 49, Isaiah Thomas. Earl Campbell is 48. Then there's Derek Jeter, David Robinson, Joe Frazier, Barry Sanders, Reggie Jackson, Larry Fitzgerald. Number 41 is Ernie Banks. So were any of you surprised uh, by these rankings? Uh, Isaiah? Uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, Larry Larry Fitzgerald, I'm sorry, caught me as a huge surprise. I don't know why he's there at all. I mean, honestly, I don't think he should be higher than Barry Sanders. Uh, Derek Jeter, I just don't see it. What about you, Simone Donovan? Um, well, for me, I was kind of disappointed about Tim Duncan being 50. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm saying he's he is the greatest power forward. Is he, really <laughs> he is the greatest power forward in, really ever to do it. And I think, I mean, you're going to sit here and you're going to have, I mean, I can understand, I wasn't appalled by anybody with Tim Duncan, but I can understand what saying about Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, I've always enjoyed, uh, being growing up in Arizona, Larry Fitzgerald is a figure there. So I can, I, from in my standpoint, I can understand why he's there. Now, I will say um, he could have been number 50 instead <laughs> of, you know, but... That's just my opinion on that. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to have to define a little bit more of these categories. We've got to determine what's really impact, you know, yeah. what's inspiration. <laughs> because Larry Fitzgerald on this list in front of these other names that we're yeah, going to hear exactly. later. 
Um, I don't really. I'm not really sure about that one. Exactly. So yeah. We'll I see. mean, maybe it's just uh, the time I spent in Detroit, and that's why I think Barry Sanders should be higher. But yeah, Larry Fitzgerald really caught me by surprise. Well, I think I think, um, and I said that, I said this earlier when we were having a discussion. Like, I think this list is very emotionally based. Because it's like it's like depending on your, um, we're not. Let's say we're talking. We have there's four different. Um, we were talking about it was dominance, inspiration, impact. It, I mean, it's all personal. Because like I said, for me, Larry Fitzgerald was a figure I saw growing up. But for you, you don't see him in, on every billboard or stuff like that driving down the road. So I think this this list is extremely personal and extremely like you know emotionally filled. Well, like, I mean, all all these kind of things. I mean, really, what's greatness? You know, I mean, e- even if you look at the categories, yeah. uh, impact on society. I mean, I don't know what. What what cat what what impact did Tim Duncan have on society? Yeah, no, he had Earl yeah. Campbell. See, but I was Derek, just talking Derek about Gita. I was just talking about his game when I when I like even when I just mentioned it, I was just speaking of his game. Now I actually didn't even think about the other categories when I was saying Tim Duncan, but as I think about the list, I wasn't thinking about players at in their game. But then, like I said, depending on who you are, is how you're thinking about the list. Exactly. So you could I mean, be thinking about it in different there's ways. There's definitely some huge question marks on this list. I think, yeah. I mean, Tim Duncan is relatively inspirational if you know his background. You know, he came to Wake Forest no, we, on a swimming. I thought you were talking impact on society, though. Impact on, on society. society. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay, society. how about this? How about this, Mr. Rodin? Who, are you surprised about anybody on this list? Yeah, that's great. That's interesting. That's very not, not, not at at that bottom ring. I mean, you know, um, because what this begs the question. That now you got to find out. Well, who, who's the next batch? Yeah, you know, who, true. Who, who are the next batch? And true. and to me, also, this you're, you're right. I mean, it, it is generational, right. because if you're under thirty, I mean, <laughs> did you see any of these people play? You know, right. Tim, well, maybe people saw Tim Duncan. Yeah. But most people, if you're of a certain age, you saw him at the very end of his career. Nobody saw Isaiah Thomas <laughs> play for or Earl Campbell. I mean, yeah. it's like Newt Rockney. Right. You know, may, maybe people saw Derek. So I guess we have to wait until they, uh, uh, and you know, un, un, unveil it. But let me ask you this: What about the ten people who did not make the top? Yeah, that's a real, that's, that's, that's a real question. problem. That's that's a bad. Bad. From the top, that would be Floyd Mayweather, that's Randy Moss, crazy. Kobe Bryant, what? Scotty Pippen, Moses Malone, <laughs> Dominique Wilkins, Russell Westbrook, Why did Walt they Frazier. It? Evander Holyfield, and finally Kevin Durant. These are people who did not make the top. They team. need this to flip these lists right now. See, this is where it gets crazy to me. Like Simone said, this 60 through 51 could easily replace the, the 50 through 41. Because look at these names here. Kobe Bryant, Randy Moss. Mayweather. Some of them are better Floyd. than others. Let's make but that distinction. Some of them are better than others. Some of them are better than us. But I could definitely see this 60 through 51 list could easily replace the 50 through 41 list in my eyes. We will I definitely would still, we will Listen, definitely still have a discussion about it. But this list, the um, the ones that didn't make it, like it's mind-boggling why you wouldn't have Mayweather on there or you wouldn't have Bro- Kobe. Just think about this, At Simone. least. Just think about this, Simone. Talking about inspiration, Kobe <laughs> and Randy Moss yeah. right. literally well, well, have who, been. Who, 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 well, I don't know, Randy Moss. I mean, Kobe. Oh, I mean, wait, 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 Randy Moss, inspirational. Who did he inspire? Randy Moss. I grew up. I grew up screaming Moss over not going to practice? When I'm playing in the schoolyard, when I was playing football in the schoolyard and Middle school, lower school. There I'm screaming Moss. Like, I just mossed you. Like, it's a whole get game out of here. This is him. mine. This is my field. You are leaving. 
Like, before, I just don't understand. Before it. Curry yeah. came along, when people shot uh, basketballs in a trash can, what they yell out? Kobe. Kobe. Oh well, I, they now, come on, that's inspirational. I'm, I'm that's inspirational. Stunned, that can't. You can't right. tell me that's not inspirational. I agree. Yeah. That can be higher yeah. than Duncan. I mean, nobody's screaming Duncan. I mean, <laughs> even even as far even as far as Holyfield be honest with you, I I think he deserves some. Even you put him at like forty two. No, like Kevin Durant, right? No, I mean, actually, whoa, whoa, no, 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 Kevin Durant hasn't done enough. Hasn't done enough for me. He's Same with enough, Russell Westbrook. He's hasn't done, done enough, enough for me. Right, no, for, no, for this no. year. Oh, you no, know, no, 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 no. Are you talking about an all-time lift? No, Anybody I don't think can he can win a championship there once. There's no, a but lot I'm of saying, I'm won saying, that championship once. I'm saying he's, I can understand why he's not on there because we're talking about all-time. He you just know hasn't what? hit uh, that mark yet. Uh, during the last week, during the uh, ESPYs, Peyton Manning, who actually did a very good job hosting the ESPYs, he had a funny line. They showed yeah, a picture yeah. of the the uh, the U.S. Um, the U.S. Uh, gymnastics team, and Manning said, the the U.S. gymnastics team is so dominant that even Kevin Kevin Durant asked if he could go play for him next year. <laughs> and then they showed a picture of Durant. He was not smiling. Apparently, though, that was all uh, it was part of the act. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, so, it, was, it was scripted. Because KD looked very angry. Like, yeah, like but no, I think he was scripted because they they all knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So listen, I mean, you know, this this, this list is, is done what it's supposed to do. It's gonna inspire uh, debate and controversy. So I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the 50. And you can find it on the undefeated.com. So before we close out the show, I'm going to turn it over to the fellows to leave you with a few thoughts to consider. Isaiah leads off. The NFL has Brady, the NBA has LeBron, and the NHL has Crosby. Now, thanks to a tremendous first half of the season and a jaw-dropping home run derby performance and just his first all-star appearance, the MLB's new poster boy is a 6'7", 280-pound rookie named Aaron Judge. In the baseball world, he's an anomaly. Nobody in MLB history has possessed his combination of both size and strength. Here are the facts. He made the all-star team two seasons before Derek Jeter. His lead leaguing 30 home runs shattered Joe DiMaggio's 81-year-old record for most by a Yankee rookie. He's batting three twenty nine with 66 RBIs, which is 5th and 4th best in the majors, respectively. Judge also happens to be biracial, and his dominance has the potential to attract more African Americans to a sport devoid of a black presence. It's now on Judge to develop an endearing Ken Griffey-like swagger that will hopefully inspire more black kids to pick up a bat and a glove. Thank you, Isaiah. Donovan Dooley goes next. In case you forgot... Venus Williams is still one of the best female tennis players to ever pick up a racket. Many of you so-called sports fans might have ridden off the 37-year-old star after a few upset losses in recent years, but luckily, I had the sense not to. The 37-year-old's run in the Wimbledon singles tournament seems to have shocked many, but my question to them is, why are you surprised? Venus has double-digit Grand Slam titles, and if it was not for her sister, she would be regarded as the most dominant female tennis player to ever play. On top of that, her perseverance rivals many of the sport's greatest athletes, from the loss of her half-sister earlier in her, earlier in her career to overcoming a serious autoimmune disease to now battling the demons of a recent car accident that killed the opposite driver. She has been a constant paradigm of determination, fight, and strength. You might be surprised by this new Venus renaissance, but if you've been paying attention, you shouldn't be. Thanks, Donovan. Simone Benson. 
Civil rights activist DeRay McKenson is in hot water with Whoopi Goldberg after comments of accusing the newly released film War for the Planet of the Apes of mocking him by dressing up an ape in a blue vest which he frequently wears and accuses the movie of being racist. He tweeted, Given the history of black people as apes, I'm offended and appalled by the lack of consciousness in Hollywood. He later removed the tweet, but not before Whoopi Goldberg expressed her opinion of the tweet on the daytime talk show The View. She did not hold back her thoughts by telling D-Ray, this has nothing to do with you, and also told him to get over himself. She also reminded him that the original 1968 film Planet of the Apes had apes dressed in blue vests. D-Ray responded to Whoopi on Twitter saying, if you have something to say, I'm here. Whoopi has not yet responded, but consider this, D-Ray. Whoopi knows what she's talking about. You weren't even born yet when the original Plan of the Ace was released in 1968. So before you decide to wrap the blanket of racism on a subject, do your research. Thanks, Simone. That's all the time we have right now. Join us next week for another edition of HBCU 468. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to HBCU 468, the Roden Fellows podcast. This show is produced by Aaron Matthewson. Tony Chow and Martin Onebu are in the control room. Special thanks to David Cummings. Get all of the HBCU 468 podcasts as well as All Day. What are those? And Morning Roast by subscribing to The Undefeated on the Listen tab of the ESPN app. Join us next week for another HBCU podcast. And don't forget to make The Undefeated your go-to site for a soulful look at sports and entertainment. Have a great week, everybody.